Hello everyone and welcome back to the original podcast with me, Renee. I am chilling in my room right now. I'm in a little bit of a different location compared to my other podcasts, but I'm vibing right now. It's a blizzardy day <laughs> in New Hampshire and I have been so lazy and I've given myself permission. It's important to give yourself even just a day to give yourself permission to do nothing or like just do things that you enjoy. You know, not every day has to be full of chores and things that need to get done. It can always you can always take a break and do things that you want or just do nothing and go on YouTube for eight hours. I don't know. But I think over the past few years, especially since, you know, the whole Panini Press thing <laughs> happened, we've all under grown to understand that, you know, taking a break and self-care and not just pushing yourself all the time it's important to push yourself but all the time just exhausts you and then how can you be there for anyone else that you love or that needs your support you know it's the whole putting your mask on first on an airplane so you can help others around you that is one of the most applicable safety measures anybody could ever take <laughs> Dang, we're starting this episode off deep. <laughs> I'm in my feels a little bit, you know. There's there's a full moon this week uh, in Virgo. And Virgo is the sign all about, like, improvement and work and, you know, seeing fruits of your labor <laughs> and reaping the rewards of work that you've put into things. And I think it's going to be a really great full moon. I'm really hoping that it's going to be like constructive energy, you know, because sometimes I feel like I feel a moon cycle more intensely than others, which obviously it depends on if it's a set of eclipses or not. But I just feel like sometimes astrologers will say like, oh, this this is going to be a big moon, you know, like the energy is going to be intense. And I get to around that time and I'm like, mm. I'm not sure if I really feel that right now, <laughs> but I feel like I've been kind of in sync lately. Okay, I have a plethora of topics to talk about, so enough of me just rambling. Let's get into them. And the first one is so fresh in my mind right now because I just finished the limited series of the Murdoch murders. Wowee. Wowee, dude. That is an intense case. I always feel so strongly for families in cases like these and like in general where their loved one is just it's a horrible accident or it isn't like it's intentional by somebody. And oh, my gosh, just like the way that they talk about the person that they sadly lost really gets to me sometimes. And I believe I've mentioned in a previous episode that I listened to Morbid from time to time. I used to a lot and it really did take a toll on like my mental health in a way. 
not super terribly, but I could tell that, you know, I was resorting more to anxious thoughts and like scarier thoughts versus happier, like, no, that's not going to happen to me. (laughs) Those kind of thoughts, you know, but this case is crazy. There was one part of it where Morgan had, I think it was her mom was relaying what she had said. And she was saying that, you know, Mallory had saved her in a way in terms of like the whole relationship with Paul. And I thought that that was so like beautiful in a way. (laughs) It's not funny. I don't know. I'm just laughing. I just laugh in uncomfortable situations and I'm low-key uncomfortable talking about like things like this just because I know there's a lot of feeling around it. You know, a lot of people feel very specific ways when it comes to this type of situation. So I try to be really sensitive in that sense. (laughs) But I just thought that that was really like it gave as much as it sucks, it gave Mallory's death purpose in her life. And that's clearly how she's coping with it, which I think is one of the best ways. And I just the I can't imagine being in any of their shoes but especially Morgan's when it comes to being so close, like so closely entwined with the family and then also her friendship with Mallory and Miley and just all of that mess, you know, it's just crazy. But the most recent occurrences have led to the conviction of Alex Murdoch. And it's said, if you Google it, (laughs) that he's to spend two consecutive life sentences in prison. And he's like 50 something. So he's never getting out of jail, which is that's a good thing. The whole part about him like faking his drug dealer coming to kill him or something like what the hell? You really think? especially nowadays, that anyone is that stupid. Like, the even the people that called in saying that this that Alex was on the side of the road, like, waving his hands, they were like, yeah, it looked like a setup. I can only imagine how fucking foolish that man looked laying next to his truck, waving his hands, knowing that he orchestrated that whole thing ridiculous ridiculous anywho to wrap that topic up i just want to say i'm glad he got what he deserved and i hope people like him continue to get what they deserve because what the fuck dude seriously messed up and speaking of messed up i saw a video like just recently i can't remember what i think it was before the weekend but of chris brown at his concert and he has a fan up on stage and she's in a chair, right? And he's basically giving her a freaking lap dance. And she's on her phone, like recording the whole thing. And after the lap dance, he kind of like steps away from her and is doing his little, his little dancey dance. And t- ends up taking her phone out of her hands and whipping it. Like, I can only imagine who got nailed in the fucking face with that thing. Like, (laughs) seriously, getting a phone to the head at that speed, he whipped it across the arena. Arena? No, 
the crowd, I guess. And a lot of people are debating, like, was that justified? Like, you know, there's a lot of stigma around Chris Brown. He's a great artist, like musician, whatever. But obviously the whole thing with Rihanna and him just being kind of notorious for being abusive to women. Um, a lot of people either really like him or really dislike him. And now people are like back and forth about was this justified or not? You know, like if you were him, what would you do kind of thing? I definitely wouldn't take her phone and whip it across the crowd because my again, my first initial instinct or my first initial thought is who's going to get nailed with that phone in the crowd? You know, (laughs) who's just going to be jamming and then bam, right in the face. I would probably like take it and like dance around with it but i wouldn't just obliterate her property i don't know i she did get it back i saw but still like i just i wouldn't do that to him especially a fan like i understand that he wants her to be paying attention to like the moment and and whatever like he's probably thinking i brought up the wrong fucking fan because all she cares about is having a video of this Like, I get it in that sense, because personally, I'd be like, dude, like, I'm right here. You know, like, do you really need a video? Like, you're going to get look how many people were already recording this and just happened to get this incident on it. Like you would this video would probably surface somewhere. You would get a video. And I understand you want it from first person, blah, blah, blah. But like, still, why are you recording when you're literally getting But, you know, she's up on stage. She's getting a free show from Chris Brown. And she said, let me whip out my phone. (laughs) Okay. Anyways, I just thought that was that's a hot topic. It's on literally every single media that there is. So also hot news. Which I was just recently talking about with a few of my friends uh, about a week and a half ago, the whole Harry Styles spit on Chris. Pr- Pr- I always want to say Chris Pratt. It's not Chris Pratt. It's Chris Pine. Harry Styles allegedly spitting on Chris Pine at whatever award it was. I can't remember. And I watched that video way too many times to admit. And I came to my own conclusion that I don't think he ever spit on Chris Pine. First of all, you don't see anything flying from his mouth. You would have seen something or like a spray or like there's so many lights in that place. You would have seen a spray of spit or like what a a loogie or something. And there was nothing there. And it does look like Harry is just like saying something. And another point that I made was if I personally got spit on. As much as it's gross to touch it, you best believe I'd be doing everything I could in the moment to get that shit off of me. Because that's nasty. You don't know what's in that. And maybe I wouldn't take my bare hand or something, but like I would be finding something on me to get this shit off my leg. And Chris Pine did not react at all in that sense. Like he just looked down and like took a pause to like as a response to what Harry had said and allegedly Chris Pine came out and saying that Harry had said it's all just words isn't it 
like as in the award show or whatever speech somebody was making. I don't know. And a lot of people don't believe Chris Pine. They're like, what? I just don't get what the motive (laughs) behind doing this to Chris Pine would be. Like he wasn't entwined with um, what's her face? Olivia. Oh, my God. I can literally see her face in my mind. Olivia, whatever her name is. (laughs) Like he wasn't involved with her. Like Harry was, you know, like if anything, he would spit on her. But why would he do that? Like, I just I don't get where people are getting this like malicious side of Harry. Like they can't just accept that maybe he's just like doing his own thing. You know, I don't know. I just don't see any motive behind doing that to Chris Pine. And maybe, you know, we never know what goes on behind the scenes. I get that. But there's no outward drama between those two you know it's between him and olivia what is it palmero i am so blanking on her name i'm so sorry or am i i don't know but i had known from the beginning that that like i was literally just talking about that with my friends and the fact that this is coming out now i'm like i freaking knew it i am a genius i knew it I just don't think Harry would do that. And I think there would have been way more of a reaction, especially from Olivia. She would have been like, oh, my God, you just spat on you. Like, there would have been way more of a reaction than than that. And she didn't, like, look at his leg. She like if I was sitting next to somebody who got spit on. And there's an apparent just like glob of saliva on this dude's leg. You best believe I'm going to be looking at that. Even though it's disgusting, I'm I'm going to be like, oh my God, somebody's going to get this on video. And I need to make it known that my homie here got spit on. That's all I have to say. The friends that I was with when I was talking about this, we kind of have a new tradition now that like we hang out every Friday and we'll get crumble cookies. And if you don't know what crumble is, it's these, these places, it's a chain. It's like a chain of bakeries, right? And they all have these pretty decent sized cookies. I don't know what else they have. I've, I don't think I've ever been inside of one. (laughs) They'll have specialized menus of different flavored cookies every week. So for instance, this week they had brownie, maple bacon, mint chocolate chip, like ice cream, I think it was specifically that. Um, like pink donut, and then they have their typical like chocolate chip, whatever. And they're typically different every week. They do have the staple ones, I think, consistently, but I'm not sure. So we've been getting these for weeks now. And we finally came up with the idea of making a list of like a grading system for each cookie to evaluate how much we like each one and maybe, you know, narrow down what we like in the future kind of thing. So we end up making this sheet, which I'll give credit to my friend Nicole because she she went all in and she made it and she made a little background and everything is awesome. And we were rating the ones this week. I can't quite remember every score, but... As far as the flavors we had this week, which I'm 
vegetarian, so I didn't eat the bacon that was on the maple bacon one. But the maple and the cookie, like it was maple frosting. Very good combination together. I think I gave that one one of the highest ratings. The brownie one, very good. Literally a brownie cookie. Like if you could take a brownie and a cookie and mix them, it's that cookie. And then the mint chocolate chip one wasn't my favorite. It was good. But I think my critiques were that it could have been more minty and that the texture of the frosting was just a little weird to me. I don't know. It was almost like I was eating nothing. (laughs) I don't know how to describe it, but it wasn't my favorite, which was kind of disappointing because I was looking forward to that one all week. Anywho, I just wanted to give that little tidbit because it is really fun. And we've started a list of um, Call of Duty maps now as well. And we're rating each map based on like how much we like playing them. And if we would make changes and stuff like that, we're just becoming critics of everything now. And what also was subjected to critics was the movie, the rave of cinema right now, which is Cocaine Bear. (laughs) I saw previews for this and I thought it was going to turn into like, you know, you know how in certain commercials they're advertising like, I don't know some sort of insurance or whatever. It just is something random. And it's somebody like on a movie set and they're in a scene because they're like the ambassador is like an actor or something. They're on a movie set and then they walk out of the scene and into like the background to make it seem more realistic. And you're seeing them transition from like their job into just being them. And they're an ambassador for this brand. Yeah. I thought it was going to be something like that. I don't know why, but it just, was so cheesy in like a Sharknado way that I was like, no way is this even a movie. And then I saw it everywhere after that. (laughs) I saw everyone talking about it like, oh my God, I'm going to see Cocaine Bear. And then I see, I see on Rotten Tomatoes, it had a 100%. I'm like, do I have to go and see a movie about a bear high on cocaine right now i haven't been to a movie theater in years and i'm like am i going to see this or what i probably won't until it comes out like on a streaming service but still i was genuinely shocked i honestly am deathly afraid of bears like getting attacked by a freaking grizzly bear is one of my deepest fears ever since seeing the revenant with Leonardo DiCaprio and Tom Hardy, bears have been a consistent fear for me. And I live in New Hampshire. Like, we really only have black bears around here. And with black bears, they're typically more scared of you than you are of them. Like, they'll run away versus a grizzly bear just sees life and is like, I need to go kill it. (laughs) Like, just everything's a threat to a grizzly. And Seeing the scene of Leonardo DiCaprio getting freaking destroyed and like the scratches on the back. Oh my God, I can't imagine that pain and terror you feel in in like a moment like that. Just literally terrifying. And they've just, they're on that list of fears for me. And I think I, I also mentioned, which has been everywhere 
recently, ever since the whole like balloon in the sky thing getting shot down, everyone's like aliens. And I'm like, dude, why are my worst fears just becoming more prevalent in society? <laughs> because now everyone is just saying that there's aliens in the sky. And I'm literally deathly afraid of the idea that there's aliens. Ever since seeing signs, which my family and I were staying in a cabin up north somewhere and we were around like the Kangamangas area and they decide, hey, we're going to sit in this cabin and watch a movie about aliens taking over. I was on the top bunk of this bunk bed that me and my sister were sharing. Excuse me, my sister and I were sharing and above the top bunk was this storage area, just this open area that like opened up to the roof even. And there it was like the wall would go extend up above the bed and then just open area. I couldn't sleep <laughs> that whole night. I thought something was just going to peek over that at me and it was going to be an alien in my mind. I just I'm deathly afraid and like ET used to be one of my least favorite movies because it it was like a horror movie to me. Just not knowing what this thing is is so scary. And I've I've had so many nightmares about aliens and shit that I can't even I'm terrified. <laughs> People that keep consistently like putting up videos and everything and they're like trending on Twitter or whatever and Instagram, I'm like stop. Enough of this. I don't want to know. Area 51, keep it a secret. I don't want to know. Unless I am in danger in this moment, I don't want to know. Okay? I can go my whole life without venturing into realms of extraterrestrials. Okay? I'm all set. Guys, I'm no threat. Stay away, please. Thank you. There's a show that uh, my sister and I absolutely love. We've literally been watching it since the very first episode actually aired on the Travel Channel. And it's Ghost Adventures. Yes, I believe in ghosts. I've never encountered one. I've never had a paranormal experience, but I believe in them. And I just love Ghost Adventures because, first of all, it's just a comfort show. Second of all, it's kind of fun to make fun of, even though I believe what they do. <laughs> and third of all, one of the best shows to take a nap to. Like, I'm so desensitized to that kind of stuff. And it's just, again, a comfort show. Great show to take a nap to. Fall asleep almost immediately. But they've done episodes where people claim, like, oh, aliens. Like, I think it was a recent episode, actually, where... It was even this dude on their team that was like, I, I've always wanted to get abducted. And they were like, OK, like, we're going to leave you out here in this in this desert area. And you're you're you want to do this. Yeah. And he's like, yes. And they leave him out there. And he's like, I hear something. And then nothing happens to him. And I'm like, thank God, because I don't want evidence of that. I want evidence of ghosts. That shit is cool, but aliens, like a thing in front of me, I can't even keep talking about it. I'm home alone right now. I cannot even keep talking about it because I'm terrified. So we're going to move on. <laughs> I'm going to pivot. 
I'll pivot to I'll pivot back to media and like, well, cinema and everything like that. I just want to know. I like I wish I could understand people's obsessions with certain celebrities. Like there's eras where just one celebrity is in one thing that everyone is watching or everyone is listening to or whatever. And they're just skyrocketed into the limelight for who knows how long. And then all of a sudden they're just gone again. You know, like there's just periods of time like that. And right now it seems to be Jenna Ortega. I don't get the obsession. I didn't watch Wednesday or anything, but you know for a fact I've seen that fucking dance everywhere a million and one times. And I can't say I'm like amazed. I'm not like, oh my God, that dance is amazing. How can anybody do that? You know, like I want to be awed of like, wow, how does anybody move like that? And like, I get that she took inspiration from like historical, like goth, (laughs) historical goth figure would be for like dancing and stuff like that. But I just, I don't know. I don't get it. I'm not saying she's not a talented actress. I think a lot of people that are in Hollywood are very talented. And there's a lot that I don't think are. But I'm not saying that she isn't. I'm just saying, like, I don't get how people were just obsessed with that show and that dance. And, you know, she's been in a lot of movies, too. That girl has been working, okay? She's been working. She's in a lot of stuff right now. And, I mean, good for her, like, genuinely. I just don't get it. You know, like, I feel like there are just so many other artists and actresses and actors that are not more talented per se, but I guess just have more range other than, you know, pretending that you're cold and dark and stuff like that. I don't know. And also the whole SOG Awards thing with her and Aubrey Plaza. I just feel like even if Aubrey is just acting like that, and doesn't actually internalize that into who she is, you know, like the whole dark thing. But it just fits her. Like, she's a really good actress if it's always fake, you know? But I just don't think that it really fits Jenna Ortega. I don't know, but who am I to say? I'm literally sitting on my floor in my room recording this by myself. So who am I? to say who I think that this girl is. (laughs) I'm just saying, to me, I feel like it feels more forced with her performances and her appearances on red carpets and at award shows and stuff like that. But that literally doesn't mean anything coming from me. So that's just my thoughts. Okay, lastly, I just want to talk about Miley's new album. I am stoked. For this album, I am a Miley stan and I don't stan a lot of artists like I'm pretty picky with who I not obsessed with, but genuinely like almost 100 percent of their music. And I'm talking about like Miley's independent from Disney era music, like everything after that, you know, her bangers album her Younger Now album, 
my lane are dead pets. I'm going to pretend that didn't even happen. That's not even in the lineup except for Space Boots. That song's good. But yeah, Bangers, Younger Now, Plastic Hearts, and now Endless Summer Vacation. What a freaking lineup. And Flowers was amazing. It deserves the number one spot in for as many weeks as it's had it amazing song and the lore behind it just fills that need <laughs> of like what does this mean you know and i mean it's pretty self-explanatory like i can buy myself flowers i can do everything on my own basically but just that song alone sets me up to believe this is going to be a great album and i mean it's miley i'm so excited i've loved all her albums that i've just named you know, I always have a rank of like, I could skip this song if I really wasn't vibing with it, but it's not a lot of skips. It's not a lot of skips. And I also saw this post, I think it was on Twitter, where it was from, it was about her album. And one half of the songs is like happy and light and whatever, like flowers. And then the other half is more of a dark plastic heart smiley vibe. Whereas Flowers is more of the new Miley mixed with younger now Miley vibes. And I'm just stoked. I'm so excited. I really love new music, getting new music by like artists that I genuinely find talented and good at music. Really exciting stuff. And I'm actually going to have crumble cookies with my friends on Friday for a watch or not a watch party, <laughs> a listening party for that album because we're Miley fans, okay? So maybe I'll come back next week with a rating on Crumble Cookies from this coming week. And lastly, I'm gonna end off with my favorite song of the week. And it's probably gonna have to be something from the Sticky Fingers album that they've just added a second installation of, I guess you could say. Sticky Fingers is one of my all-time favorite bands, and I could listen to them constantly all year if I had to. They were one of my tops for, um, what's it called? Apple Replay? Yes, I have Apple Music. I don't have Spotify, and I will not be utilizing Spotify anytime soon, okay? I think my favorite song is going to have to be Fortunes, Seasides, and Girls. It is just a vibe. I've only been listening to it for like the couple days that it's been out, so I can't really give that much of an in-depth critique on it or like review of it. It is just truly, I don't know, there's just something about it that puts me in my feels, but also in like a summer vibe. I don't know. I, you can tell that I'm missing summer right now, like severely, <laughs> but it truly is a great song. It's a great album. Please go listen to the album Lecker Boy by Sticky Fingers if you're into indie rock or like just summer vibe music. Uh, it's really great. Every song. I don't skip any. This is a zero skip album for me. And Fortunes, Seasides and Girls is one of the best songs on the album thus far for me. I'll leave you with that. I hope you enjoyed listening. I hope you come back next week. I will be giving my review on the crumble cookies I've just decided. I'll get to a few topics I missed this week. And with that being said, 
Tune in next week and fuck Alex Murdaugh. Bye.